Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Has set a major league record for strikeouts in a game. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Well, you would hope we'd be talking about baseball, but here on episode eight, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, we got to talk about other things. Brian Shackman, John Senecal here. We, we were going to preview the Red Sox-Yankees series, which yeah. starts on Friday, which we will do, by the way, because it's still on. But there's bigger news. <laughs> yeah, and this goes back to, was it Bobby Dickerson, those, the podcast we did with? We talked with him, and then before that, right before the season, when we were they, were they were raggling with each other about even playing right. and getting this whole protocol in place, we talked about it, and uh, you know, we basically said there shouldn't be a season, and now, right now, I mean, it's it's getting a little crazy. It because, looks like there shouldn't be. Right. Now, if they contain it, and again, if you don't know the news, uh, we'll just generally say the Miami Marlins had a, more than a dozen players test positive, and it's set down. There's been a ripple effect all across the league where teams don't want to travel to Miami to play, so they don't play. Miami is actually in Philly right now in yeah. a hotel, stuck there, stuck there, waiting for waiting for their tests to come back and the Phillies to get tested too. Right, and so the the question really remains is, do you think that the season is salvageable and should it be salvaged? I mean, well, right now, let's, let's be blunt, right? So nobody really cares right now because it's affecting the Miami Marlins. Because right, they right? stink anyway. They and weren't going to be a factor. They Correct. could pre- pretty much wipe them off the plate anyways. But what's going to happen when that starts trickling? The first thing they said was... If, if it starts trickling. If it starts trickling. The first thing they said was, all right, well, the Yankees were supposed to be in that same dugout. So they're like, oh, you know, it's already, we're worried about the Yankees. You know, like, what if somebody, what if the Yankees come down with it and we shut them down? What if the Red Sox come down with it and they shut them down? Um, I don't... I don't Do you see that kind of happening? Because I think if, they, if the Phillies test okay and the Marlins contain it and then they don't put anyone else on the field with a positive test, is that sort of cordoned off and then we can move forward? I think you can move forward in the, in the immediate uh, time, but then you got to look ahead where these teams are traveling. You know, the Texases, the Californias, the Floridas, if you're going back down there. There's Tampa's there. 
and the Miami Marlins are down there. And those those three states alone are who blowing up. Who wants to go there? Nobody. Like, nobody. Texas. Who wants to go to play the Rangers or the Astros? Like who? Nobody. And, that, and that's a whole other. And that brings up a whole other topic: is these players eventually are gonna are are probably gonna start saying, you know, why are we going down there? Why are we going into this hotbed of stuff when all this other stuff is happening too? And the players like Trout was gonna have a baby soon. And there's too many variables, I think. So. Why didn't they do a bubble from where you sit? Is it just because they couldn't collectively bargain it? The players didn't want well, it? Is it? Was it really too big a thing to do? It, I mean, it, I was that's thinking. That's what it was. That's what Rob Manfred said. He was on MLB Network uh, yesterday talking, and that's exactly what he said. He he could. They, but that's it's baloney. Too, it's too big of a thing. They couldn't do it. Um, Take but, four ballparks in Arizona where they have the Grapefruit League, right? And then have triple headers every day. Clean everything off in right. between games. And you I do think, it. I think they wanted, I think, it, again, it came back to the owners being selfish and they wanted it in their parks. They wanted it to be in their own parks. Regardless if there's no fans there. I mean, that's their, t- their TV contracts are there. The signage is out in the fields is there for them during the TV. I mean, there's still, people are still seeing advertising. Right. They're seeing cardboard cutouts of people, but they're still seeing advertising. Right, and the ratings have been pretty good. But, I mean, the bottom line, even the, the leagues with a bubble. You have MLS, which nobody talks about, actually, because I know it's a secondary league, but they had trouble at the start. They're doing well. Uh, the NBA hasn't started yet, the NHL. Uh, the NHL and NBA are about to start, and they've had pretty good success. But even their bubbles aren't airtight, as we've seen. Um, so I, I guess from where I sit is that I, I don't want anyone to get sick. And I don't want anyone to die or anything like that. But the truth is what's happening is, is, is kind of deserved that they thought, the arrogance, they thought they, they could pull this off. Right. I, and I frankly, I, as much as I love baseball, I'm not enjo- enjoying it really, to be honest. You know what the one thing I really do enjoy about watching baseball now is seeing where the home run actually lands. I think All that's right. cool. Like, you know, before a fan would hit, catch it or a group yeah. of fans. But now you can see boink, 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 where it's bouncing and all that. I think that's really cool. And some of the more, like, you can hear more of the stuff a little bit. But, no, it's not the same. You know, the piped-in PS4 crowd noise. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they should have, like, I think they should have, like, a bunch of players mic'd up all the time. And maybe it's on a delay or whatever so we can actually get a feel for it. Like, they have not been creative enough. Like, I love. We talked about that, too. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> like, like, little things. Like, some of these guys have great personalities. And the, Rizzo, the first baseman for the Cubs, I loved how. The hand sanitizer. Well, yeah, well, you remember, like, in um, Moneyball where, where they're trying to teach the guy how to play first. And they're like, be like a greeter at the gap. And, like, and that's what he was. He's like, oh, hey, welcome to first base. Here's some hand sanitizer. Exactly. It's hysterical. And, then, get, and it also goes back to, like, this is a time to capture the fans, too. Like, like. Give it back to the fans. And then, and I think that, you know, listen, we can all be critical, but the thing is is that it, most people look at these circumstances we have with COVID as, like, it, it, we have to deal. It's a challenge. It's something we have to overcome. I actually think whether it's education or anything, it's an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there was an opportunity to actually bring us a little closer to the players because they make so much money now. When You know what it's like at Yankee Stadium. You can't get near a player. I mean, right. If you get an autograph or even a wink, it's a big deal. We tried in left field on every opening day to get whoever's playing left field to at least give us one of these or like right. a tip of the hat. They don't even and know like, you're there. But if they did, it was like the greatest victory yep. of all time. And that's just exactly. to get a wink. It's not even anything personal. And so I just thought they could have personalized these people. And I, I, I'm not cheering against baseball. And I definitely don't want people to get sick. But I, I just, I, we go back to what we said. Like, they, they, under the circumstances they have, they should not be playing baseball. No, they shouldn't. And, and, and like we said, there are other options. There were other options. There probably is still other options if they wind up having to shut it down and doing something. But I just don't see how, with, how everything is just constantly evolving in this country as far as this disease goes. How are they going to pull it off and go into October 
and do this in October. So you don't think the baseball season will finish? I don't think it will. I think it's either going to come to a point where, you know, Manfred's going to have to sack up and be like, this is it. I'm not going to risk anybody else's health. Or the players themselves, some big-name player or some big-name team is going to come down with it, and that's going to shut everything down. But like we said, right now, no one cares. It's the Marlins. Right. And, you know, like David Price, who opted out of the, of the Dodgers season, and, and he said this is when we find out if the league really does care. And Manfred spoke to that, too, and he said, we do care. We, we put this, the testing and their safety at the forefront of this whole operation, which, you know, of course they're going to say that. And they are, I guess. I mean, they're testing, but at the same time, uh, it does come back to the players, too, and, and the individual teams and how they conduct themselves. Are they, what are they doing outside of the place? You, don't, you know, where are they going? So, where are their wives going? Their kids exactly. going? Their grandma's going? That, I mean, it, the variables. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I don't think the only reason I, you can justify these people going into a bubble is that they make millions of dollars, and if they want to make that money, then they should do it, and they can make that individual choice. And I, I don't buy the, the, the logistics are incredible no matter how you dice it. And baseball's complicated. But if you pick they, four or five sites that aren't in these high-risk areas. Do doubleheaders every day how and you clean pull it. it off? Or at least you put yourself in a better I position. I would say Toronto, but you can't get into Toronto. They have a hotel no. right there at the park. No, and, you know, <laughs> uh, for, for all intents and purposes, you know, we try to be national with the podcast, but we're based in Connecticut, and there was rumors before they decided to go to Buffalo that they might do it uh, in Hartford at the Yard Goats Park, which I thought would have been incredible. It would have been awesome. It would have been incredible, and it's halfway between Boston and New York. Low COVID. Blue Jays in the AL East. Connecticut's got the lowest positive test rate in the country, I believe, right yeah. now. I, I just... I feel so bad for Hartford because it would have been perfect. And they went to Buffalo. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Hartford's actually an upgrade from Buffalo. <laughs> well, we don't have uh, – Hartford doesn't have any, like, major pro teams, and they have two. But, I mean, I, I, I actually would take Hartford over Buffalo. Uh, you know, John, let's, let's actually talk about – right now, I mean, the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to play. And I'm interested in what you've seen from the Yankees so far because it's pretty easy to see what we get from the Red Sox, but we will talk about it. I mean – So the Yankees have three games. Yep. Two and one. And basically, it's Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton show so far, and a little bit of Glaber. Um, but Stanton can, he's mashing. He's mashing. And, I, you know, again, it, it, he's a, he was an MVP two years ago. Right. I mean, he, uh, if he's healthy, if any of these guys are healthy, they're good. That's a Major League Baseball player. That's what you're supposed to be. Like, you're going to be good if you're healthy. You've, 99% of the time, you find out if some dude's not playing good, there's something going on with his something somewhere. His ankle's bothering him or something. But... Going back to the team, I, I, just like they said on paper, it looks like they're going to be three games in, you know, a tiny schmidgen. But, no, no, they're good. They're I mean, very good. The Yankees good. are stacked. Uh, and I mean, like, the Red Sox, you know, you're comparing them. I, I mean, would you call it, like, when I look at the Yankees versus the Red Sox, it feels like a triple-A versus a, a major league team. If you look at it on paper, um, you know, other, I mean, the pitching for the Red Sox is, is the one that kind of you're just like, okay. Any who player available guys? with an ERA below 12 right. picking up. Right. It's like you, you could use them in like a, a word search game and, be, and get a lot of points. And, and Well, this guy Weber, who's going to start against the Yankees, I think, in game one, I, I don't think he, he gets over 85. Yeah, they don't um, – not many names in that starting rotation. I mean, the big gun is Eduardo Rodriguez, and he's got health issues. And he's um, really a number three pitcher. Right. And so, Evaldi is your number one starter. Right. And, and if he's on, he's actually really good. But He's he, one pitch away from blowing out his next – Another Tommy John surgery. <laughs> right. And I like him. He's a competitor. But the Red Sox – But you have hitting. You definitely have some hitting. Um, you, J.D. Martinez is going to hit. Bogarts is going to hit. Devers is going to hit. And, and, um, what do you think of this theory? I, I just want to put – there's been some criticism – that basically when they traded bets, 
there was they're sending the signal that they don't care about this season, right? They were going to wipe the money off the books and then sort of trim down a little bit and then next year sort of do some sort of rebuild. And there are some – do you think that, like, professional athletes – do you think Bogarts and Ben Attendi and those kind of guys, uh, they can be like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get my numbers and take care of my arbitration or whatever it is, and they'll be able to play well? Or are they taking that cue from – the front office, if there is a cue, that you know this season doesn't really matter and they're going to mail it in too. I don't think any major league player worth a grain of salt is going to mail anything in. I mean, with the money that's on the line and just knowing that how hard those guys got to work to get there, um, maybe, maybe after they've made the money um, towards the end they might mail it in. But still, I, I think that these guys, I mean, they're so, such special athletes and they've worked so hard to get there. I don't think they'd ever mail it in. But it, at the same time, it's not the right message to send. Um, I had this conversation with actually my, I was driving the kids to a baseball the other day and our, our friends' kids, they're big Red Sox fans. And, and I was brought up the thing about, you know, I think Mookie Betts was gone a couple of years ago when he, when they, he turned down the contract they offered him because right. it wasn't enough. And he was just kind of sitting there basically like, all right, you, and they knew they had to trade him. So they just kind of waited for the right moment. So you're okay with them making that? Because there's a lot of people in Boston said, how can you trade away arguably one of the top five players I'm in not, the game? I'm not okay with it. I think, I think he's one of the top five players in baseball, like you said. I mean, he is an amazing athlete. He's a great talent. I mean, the dude's a professional bowler, you know? Well, not, no offense to, like, a Bryce Harper, but by all accounts, like, he's not a great guy. Like, Mookie Betts is a really good guy. Right. I well, mean, he's the kind of guy you build your team around. That's who you can build your team around. He's, 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 he's not going to get in trouble. He's not going to do anything wrong, and he's going to do something great pretty much every time he steps on the field. He said he wanted value. He wanted to get paid what he deserved. Other people say he he didn't want to be in Boston. Maybe I mean, he didn't. Well, I'm asking you, what do you, I mean, because you're not a Boston fan and you don't live in Boston, do you think that's the case? Personally, I, I, I think that the Red Sox didn't want to pay him. I think that, I do agree, I think any contract over six to seven years is, is really bad. I mean, I, I think even him, 10 years and even though he's young, I still think in the end it's going to be an albatross on the back end, maybe the last three to four years. It will be. I guarantee you it will be an albatross, but you, make, you weigh that cost-benefit. Is, is it worth it? So, I mean, uh, I didn't think But want- could they have gotten rid of him if they, didn't, if they couldn't get rid of Price, too? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it looked like just a money dump, you know, like you said, and then they're planning for the future because I don't think he gets traded if you can't give away Price, too. You, so you think if they couldn't dump Price – they wouldn't be able to trade him or they wouldn't have traded him? I don't think they would have been able to trade him. I think it was like whoever was going to absorb that deal. And the Dodgers were, are in so f- great financial uh, circumstances, they could take that on. Right. They've always, they have a history. They handed us a World Series when they took all, the Adrian Gonzalez and, and uh, what's his name? Who was the, the outfield? Carl Crawford. And- Carl Crawford, who had like one good season. And got, made all this great money. Yeah, and he he did. I mean, he just disappeared. It was like the Fuji dust, and he was just like, "What happened to Carl Crawford? Is he even is he out of baseball?" I'm sure he's getting paid still, probably by someone. No, I've been. He has been gone out of the map. I remember like picking him in my fantasy team really high because he stole like. Ton I of loved bases. him in Tampa. I mean, I loved him. Yeah, in Tampa. and then he just kind of was just like, he's terrible. I mean, sometimes you know, baseball is funny. And I, what do you? I mean, football doesn't guarantee its money. If you sign an eighty million dollar contract and you know that every penny is going to be. I mean, it's human nature for some people not to slack. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of just sit back. It changes people. It has to. It has to. But like you know, the other, the other, the other, whatever one percenters, you know, that just keep going. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know how to answer that question because it's just that those numbers are just insane. Like, yeah. 
you know. So you assume uh, it, the Red Sox are a last place team and the the Yankees are a first. I've I've written off this season in so many different ways, and I still love to watch it. I mean, Xander Bogarts is one of my favorite players, I and mean, I love watching him play baseball. But at the same time, like, it's just it's just not that compelling. And I will actually, I, I want you to answer the question, but I've actually one other thing I've enjoyed is that I think the announcers have loosened up a little bit. And I think they're so hesitant to criticize players because they want to keep their jobs and they work for the team largely. Yeah. But they've talked about the impact of of COVID-19 and all this other stuff. And they were getting into, the Red Sox guys were getting into their salaries. Like, you know, uh, Eckersley, Dennis Eckersley was talking about signing like a, a, a five-year, $3 million deal or a three-year, $5 million yeah, deal right. and how he thought Big he bucks. hit the jackpot, right? <laughs> and and just like, they've had more color because they've had to fill more because there's less to deal with. Yeah, less commercials, I mean, less, yeah. Nothing to respond to in the stands or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just different. The whole game is different. I don't even know if teams are going to approach everything different because they talk about trading deadlines and stuff. And it's like, you know, if you're, you have a bad 15 game start, like your season you're could done. be over. Right. Like done. You start this season three and 12. I mean, if you're a good team, you might be able to dig out of that and kind of make something. But man, if you over 20 games, if you lose 15 of those 20 games, you're toast. But if you're on the cusp, are you going to trade a prospect to make this playoffs? No, I don't think so. Because now you got 16 teams in the playoff. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like this this season just keeps getting screwier by the minute. It's yeah. like every time I, I, I go to read a new headline, it's like, okay, what's next? You know, like it's only a matter of time before some big name gets test positive. Listen, the Yankees could go 40 and 20 and then they could have a bad weekend and be out. Done. And get knocked out by a team that went 26 and whatever, 30, 34. But they're good. The I Yankees mean, are really good. The Yankees are great. I mean, you got, and you get the, the, the Dodgers are good. The Cheatstros are good, uh, the, the Asterisks, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Those are good. I um, like that. They're good. I mean, but like you said, man, it's anybody's game when you get a 16-team playoff and it's Major League Baseball. Yeah. Oh, and you could start extra innings with a runner on second. So are you jazzed up at all for the, the Yankees and the Red Sox to play? Yeah, yeah, just because it's, it's, the, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's always going to be good baseball because no matter what, the two teams are going to rise to the occasion. It doesn't matter how bad either one of them is or how good either one of them is. They're always going to play each other tough. That's just how it's going to be. Now, it's going to be different because the fans aren't going to be there. That, I think, will be very different in the matchup. And, now there, and there's also seven games at Yankee Stadium and only three at Fenway. But does that really matter when there's no fans? I don't know. I, yeah, I, so. I, I kind of disagree. I think that um, without the fans, the rivalry isn't there. I think it's yeah. just another baseball game. I don't think Yankees Red Sox matters any more than Blue Jays Red Sox when it come when there's no fans to add to that intensity because it's a it, I don't think the games mean much and I don't th I think the rivalry is because the fans the fans hate the Yankees more than the players hate the Yankees and all the the guys from the hatred part of it are gone. I I, I still think the rivalry is the greatest rivalry in sports, but I think this year with no fans, it's just another game. Yeah. I think this whole season is just another game. It's just another season. It's like, you know, you're going to, what are you going to have some guy bat four, 440 this season? Over 60 games? Well, that's not going to, they won't count that. Like, what, 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 is, what are they going to count? You know I mean? Like, you could Somebody, that's a great thing. Somebody, and it's a Red Sox related question because somebody's going to, somebody's probably going to bat over 406. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's guys that have batted 400 into mid July before. So, in, recently. For, for people listening, obviously, if you're a baseball fan, you know, 
The last person to hit 400 was Ted Williams, who hit 406. I forget the year. Uh, we had Rod Carew and George Brett flirted a bunch, and a, other people. I think Todd Helton came close yeah, once. He George hit Brett. the high 300s or whatever. But basically, that 400 level is like sacred ground. But nobody's gonna respect a 60 game 400 hitter. Well, and didn't hitter. Ted Williams do it? And like he could have sat out the double header, yeah. and he was like, "No, I'm gonna play." He and the dude went like like five for six or something. Yeah. It was like crazy. It was incredible. <laughs> but that's Ted Williams. Love him or hate him. Uh, he didn't want to back into anything, and uh, you know he's the best best hitter probably ever in baseball. You think so? I would say so. Him, him, and like, Joe DiMaggio, but I would say Ted Williams. He is, uh, by all accounts, from what you've, I've read and all his stats, um, I would say he's probably the best. Hitter. What I go back to with him, and before we wrap things up, is that you know my dad was a huge Ted Williams fan. I don't know if I told this early in the podcast, but my dad loves fishing, and so does Ted Williams. My dad once, back in the days where you typed your letters, my dad, when he was a young man, wrote Ted Williams a letter, not about baseball or asking for an autograph, wrote him like something about fishing in Maine yeah. or whatever, and Ted Williams wrote him back. Really? Yeah, he wrote him back. My dad framed the letter. Oh, that's and, so cool. He wrote him back and said, you know, I like to go to this place, and maybe sometime when things you know, slow down, um, and, and I think a lot, we have this era, I don't want to wax too philosophical, but we have a generation, including mine, I mean, I'm soft compared to that generation. Oh, I yeah. Mean, there's, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah, rub some dirt on no, it, No, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, I'm a total wuss, and I don't think I've accomplished nearly in my life. I don't know what I would have done in, in World War II, but think about Ted Williams, who hit, I think, 521 or 520 home runs. Well, he fought in two wars. Yeah. Like, he left baseball twice. Yep. Like, a guy misses a season now, they're ne sometimes never the same. And like, forget about Bonds and, and, and Maguire and Sosa, like he would have had easily probably 650 plus home oh, runs. Yeah. And, and he is the best hitter of all time. And I think that maybe the one knock on Williams is that he wasn't a great fielder, so he might not be the best all-around player of all time, because I don't think he And was... everyone said he was a jerk too. That yeah. doesn't help, like Barry Bonds. Yeah, I think, it's, I think his personality flaws uh, being what they are. But I think to be great, you have to sort of have those blinders on. Us. Some, something's got to be – you can't be perfect. <laughs> Sometimes no. the personality is where the imperfection is. But I, I look at Williams as like on a, on a, on a plane that I don't think it's anybody, anybody quite like it. But I'm sort of amazed at the modern hitter because you, you said you like where the home runs land. I feel like for some reason without fans, I get, I get a better sense of that, that swing trajectory stuff yeah these guys are swinging for home that's all they're all the swinging time. for well that's remember what bobby said same thing dickerson he said the same thing if they can go out there and swing as hard as they can and hit two home runs they could still they could strike out five times in a game and no one cares right or you even know, like two you, solo shots you put up 25 home runs in a season and bat 220 yeah and strike out 100 plus times and you're going to make a couple million dollars easily so if you make like a cost benefit analysis why wouldn't why wouldn't you do that? But see, I don't, I don't like, I don't think it's baseball. No, like, I just, I don't like it. All right. So basically, our conclusions here on episode eight of Fan Base, the greatest rivalry in sports. Let's just conclude. Your take on the baseball season, what's going to happen, and then your take on Yankees, uh, Red Sox playing uh, early in the season. Baseball season, I give it two more weeks before it flounders. Uh, Yankees, and they're going to have to shut it down. They have to shut it down. So, so, something, something other than the Miami Marlins is going to is going to tweak somebody, and it's it's going to go south. There's too many variables. And uh, Yankees Red Sox this weekend, I think the Yankees sweep them. Obviously, I'd be stupid if I didn't say that. Um, just because they're the better team. Yeah, I think that it'd be nice. I'd like to have a few 10-8 games. I think that that's one thing that can bring me in in the TV audience if you have a lot of offense. I mean, I don't want to see any 2-1 games. I want to see people hit. So if the Red Sox lose, I mean, honestly, I don't care. I don't. 
I mean, I hate to say this. I grew up a Red Sox fan. The rivalry is why we do this stinking podcast. But I don't care. This whole season is a don't care. Yeah. But if I see something that's entertaining, I'm going to be excited. And the only way to do that, and it doesn't have to be home runs. I just want to see a lot of runs. I want to see offense. I want to see JBJ, which we didn't even talk about. Oh, Jackie two great Bradley. catches. And he is also batting. I mean, obviously, it's so early. But he's, He'll get he, back to his 226. Don't say, worry. But no, the thing <laughs> is, John, let me just end with this. Like, usually in, in April, May, and June, he bats 120. And then he bats like 300 in the second half or whatever. Yep. And the funny thing is, like, he just skipped the first half of the season. So right. we should just start him in July, and he'll be fine. He is a hell of an outfielder. Uh, and, yeah, he is so good. So uh, we'll see you, of course, next time. Uh, for John Senecal, I'm Brian Shackman, and you, of course, are listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.